Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of August 28th, 2023. I'm your host, Zach. I'm your co-host, Chris. And uh, yeah, we are back. We took the last week off from a regular podcast. Hopefully everyone listened to our Star Wars The Clone Wars The Movie uh, commentary, which is still up on site. You can head over and check that out if you want to dive, if you're in the mood for some more Ahsoka stuff. And see it all, yeah, all began. See, yeah, see where it all began, then where we are now, which I'll talk about <laughs> later on, show and tell. But um, yeah, let's dive into uh, this week's show, and we got kicked off some sad news. Uh, we lost a couple of people who were kind of legends in their respective fields. So first up, uh, Arlene Sorkin passed away, uh, I think, last uh, last weekend, uh, who is uh, you know, obviously the, the inspiration both kind of like physically or mannerism-wise and also the voice for Harley Quinn, starting on the animated series and then pretty much every iteration until DC Universe Online. And yeah, and she was yeah, but Ar- the, like Arkham Asylum, the any sort of like the new Batman Adventures, like Return of the Joker for Batman Beyond, the Batman yeah, Vengeance if, game. Like if it wasn't Tara Strong, it was most likely well, Aaron Sorkin during those eras. Well, Tara Strong took took over basically when because after Arkham Asylum, I think Arkham Asylum, and then DC Universe Online was kind of like like that's when like Arlene Sorkin well, that was retired. Her last so, last. That, yeah, that's when she like retired from the, the role, and then Tara Strong took over for most of the Harley Quinn stuff. Wow, she's only in four video games. Four, four video games, but then all all the sort of like Mass of the Phantasm, all all any sort of uh, DC animated thing prior to that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not not downplaying it. I just thought she was. Yeah. In, I thought Harley Quinn was in more. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised, like, because. Like, you know, like her mannerism was copied by other people where it's like you can't tell which one exactly at times. Which voice actress was voicing her. You can tell slight differences in the movies where it's obviously like, you know, uh, Kelly Coco or uh, that girl that was in Big Bang that did the. You you just need the same same person. You just need the same person. You said you said said Kelly Coco and then the person who's in Big Bang Theory, which is the same. No, 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 no. Different person. Oh wait, are you talking was uh was it Melissa Roush? Are you talking about? Is, did she do yeah. Harley? Yeah, she, there was the Harley Quinn movie where she teamed up with Robin and Batman. That was the one where that uh, one. Okay, Night- yeah. Mm-hmm. Where uh yeah where she <laughs> she and Nightwing get intimate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different Harley. <laughs> I Same mean, been, Big Bang show. Yeah, there's there's been a bunch of like there's been a bunch of Harley voice actors, but I mean every uh, any anyone who voices Harley is. In the shadow of Arlene Sorkin. Yeah, no, Arlene Sorkin is the like gold standard for a Harley. Mm-hmm. Tara Strong comes a close second, but that's just because of like that she got you know Harley Sorkin got there first. Yeah. And the years like I didn't realize, but like Arlene Sorkin was on 427 episodes of Days of Our Lives. Yeah, that's not a shock because that's all like a episode a day for five days, and it's yeah. like. They, she's on it they, like, I think she's on it for like 1984 to 2010, apparently, is when. <laughs> so. 
I well, that's good work. I mean, yeah. soap operas if they're really good, they they're they don't need to be like very uh busy with other gigs and stuff. They just do soap opera work until they get tired of it or until they get ridden off. And even then it's like you might come back. Yeah. I haven't really watched a good soap opera in a long time. Like I didn't know <laughs> that she was in it. And I also didn't watch Days of Our Life. I was a general hospital guy. <laughs> and uh one life to live. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, those are definitely your two big things. Days of Our Lives, and then anything Harley until uh, 2012. So, but yeah, a huge, I mean, just a huge shadow. Like, yeah, anything Harley related is going to be always, uh, like, compared to her and, like, inspired by her. So, R.I.P. Torlene Sorkin. And also, uh, Bob Barker passed away uh, last weekend as well. Which, you know, obviously one of the greatest game show hosts of all time. Uh, yeah, like a face of a generation of uh, just like quiet voiced. Uh, well, just very like he had a very cool host attitude and he looked the same for 20 years. So it was like hard to tell, like you had to judge like the clothes on everyone else in the show to figure <laughs> out like what yeah. episode you're in you know someone puts like a clip online you're like i don't this could be yesterday this could be 15 years ago i have no idea only when you see like drew carey you're like okay mm-hmm. of, of price is right you're like oh shit and even then i kind of forget like drew carey took over because I, I don't really watch a lot of price is right these days but bob barker sort of just kind of like he just sort of did his own thing you know he just kept himself he didn't he like he made appearances now and then in public events and like, it's really hard to find, like, a negative thing about Bob Barker in the last few years. No, I mean, uh, yeah, just fantastic hosts, um, I mean, animal rights activists, like, like all the Spade New Your Pets stuff, and so, and, yeah, yeah, 19 Daytime Emmy Awards for hosting The Price is Right. And, yeah, you host, he hosted it from... 1972 to 2007. What? I thought he like did it longer. Well, there there was there was like a version of Prices Right before Bob Barker. There was like a super early version of Prices Right, and then the, the like revamped action like the modern what we think of as Prices Right started in yeah the 70s. That makes sense. No, if it's like some odd version, I understand that, but. I just thought Bob Barker was, like, the host until, like, 2010, something like that. No, yeah, Drew yeah, Carey's been host since 2007, so, he's like... Big shoes, Phil. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then, obviously, like, appeared in, like, lots of things, that, uh, like, TV and uh, movies as, as himself, mostly. Uh, probably most memorably, Happy Gilmore, the classic Bob Barker versus Adam Sandler fight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, R.I.P. to both both Arlene Sorkin and Bob Barker. Just you know, huge huge uh, parts of like their respective fields: voice acting and game show hosting. So uh, moving on to other news, we got some trailers to dive into. So we got the first trailer this week for the new David Fincher Netflix movie, uh, The Killer, which is based on a French graphic novel. Uh, graphic novel series and it stars michael fassbender as uh the titular killer who's an assassin 
and whatever his latest hit goes wrong so now he's uh on the run from his employers and the authorities there's like this big global manhunt after him and uh tillis winton's going co-starring in it i feel like tillis winton is the villain probably i'm assuming she's probably like the person that runs whatever whatever agency your group that michael fessner works for uh see i i don't like it when hit people have like a weird like okay the John Wick Hitman universe, fine. They at least groomed it really well. But in this kind of sense, I don't feel like he needs like a big agency. It should just be mob bosses that just hire Hitman left and right, like freelance contractors. Yeah. And the comic, and as a as a very like particular comic nerd, just because I like the the story from the comic, and it's just like do this and you're fine. Uh, it's more like he has a handler that does the like negotiation but there's no allegiances so it makes it harder to like track and it's also makes sense to let like you don't have like uh agency that decides yeah like time to kill you like you know you betray the agency it's like i never get that plan because it's like he's your top agent it's not like people never mess up as a hitman you can't be like the first it's like a one mess up rule and you're dead you know like if so everyone every hitman knows that going in like it should just be like a built-in thing where it's like oh i didn't kill my target oh shit don't just be like i wonder why my boss wants to kill me you know it seems like you know what i mean like that's all that should be on their mind all the time in that world then it's yeah oh if you're a, if you're a cinematic assassin like you're whoever like whoever you work for is gonna turn on you at some point <laughs> it's a built-in rule mm-hmm at least in the comic, it's not so obvious, and even then, it takes a while for that to sort of... Well, like, it's sort of like the first domino to drop. So even if it's, like, the one thing, there's still, like, a bigger mess that keeps getting bigger and bigger based on, like, just the his survival. And that's fine, because, like, the form that does that really well was John Wick, even though he's not assassinating, like, assassination of the guy was wrong. He's just legit trying to fight for his survival. And occasionally, like, he does assassinate, but by the third movie, third and fourth movie, he doesn't, he's not trying to assassinate anyone specifically. He's just trying to survive. So, you know, that's why I'm like, I, it, like, Netflix is giving, uh, I realize this too, that, like, they did the same thing with Polar. Mm. Another assassination movie. Like, I didn't mind the comic. It The comic is, paced really well that's because it's a bunch of short like missions that he's he does and it escalates but this like i really hope they learn not to do that like i really hope they learn not to cram everything that made the comic good in this one movie because it there's no time for pacing and there's no time to like do its own thing to get get to the point mm-hmm. so i'm excited but they they really made this his character seem like he's Stephen jobs of just trying to keep like his <laughs> His tech, like, really low, and his, his, like, cover, you know what I mean? He was very, like, I realized that. I was like, oh, he reminds me of, like, that Jobs movie and mm-hmm. his, like, very particular need. Is he going to try to change his shirt with someone in the, in the thing, and he's going to have, like, an innovation or something? He's going to be like, oh, one day we'll put this in our pocket, this this technology or something. And, uh, I don't know, I... I I had bigger hopes the trailer was going to show me like the more 
uh, Parisian-inspired arc of the first uh, story, but this seems like he's almost globetrotting, right? I think that, yeah, I think that's what, like, the kind of, the log line is saying, like, he's on an internet, there's, like, an international manhunt, so he's probably gonna be, like, jumping around in different places. I don't, I mean, he does, but it's, like, it sort of has, it plays into what he, he, he um, is trying to do for, like, contracts. Not so much his survival, like her survival, but we'll see. I'm, I'm like shitting on it at this point just to hope. I'm pre-shitting on it, so I'm not too surprised if they just do a, like, a hitman cannot run his former employee, like, mm. yada, yada, yada. Because I've seen that movie a lot. And hell, I've, it's giving me goddamn uh, that Henry Golden agent, that uh, Henry oh. Golden assassination, assassination something. Assassination Club or whatever it was. Oh my god. Yeah. That at least was not globetrotting, but it just was not to the grand scale as the beginning builds it to be. You still gotta see it so we can bitch about it together. It's not as yeah. bad as the 311 or the... Th- a- or Ava or whatever. A- oh my god. You, you still, have you seen Ava I, yet? No. Oh my, just drink a lot and then throw <laughs> on Ava. Well, and you'll sober up, I guarantee yeah. it. I'm excited for this one just because it's David Fincher and who like has really stood stood us wrong on anything, um, and it looks like it has a lot of like the, the you know typical David Fincher like style. It's got the Trent Reznor Atticus Ross soundtrack that we've come to expect from David Fincher, and I think we we may, we may actually get like reactions fairly soon because if you're hearing this uh, when it's out, uh, it's actually going to premiere at the Venice Film Festival on uh, September third. So we might get some like early reviews or like reactions from that, like, uh, like so at the end of this weekend, like on Sunday, and then it's gonna have a th- limited theatrical release October twenty seventh, and it'll be on Netflix on streaming on November tenth. So multiple mul- multiple multiple releases this, this fall, but um, but the main one, the main reason everyone's probably gonna see it is uh, in November. And then also on uh, Netflix uh, is a new uh, crime series, limited series. It's going to be out on October, October 21st, or October 16th, I think, actually, on uh, Netflix. But it's it Bodies, which is also based on a, a graphic novel, a Vertigo slash DC uh, comic. And it has a very intriguing premise where there are four different police officers in different time periods of London slash the UK, but they all find the same body of this uh, naked man who's been like brutally murdered. And then, so it's like how it's, and there's like, so there's like a connection between, between all their, these errors, all these, and all these different cops and how, what is the, like, why is the same body appearing in, in like different eras? And it's like a, like you know, copper era, like Victorian era cop. There's a '40s cop. There's a present day cop. And there's a future cop. Future cop sounds interesting. Yeah, like wouldn't future cop be way more a history? Be like, oh, I know. Past cop is the first cop you think about it to be like, this happened. We should write this in a book. But yeah. future cop should be like, oh, let me look on my like Google like. I'm trying to think of future challenge. Like, Google like, last tablet or something like. Google person, Google is just like a person yeah. you can talk to. Mm-hmm. You're like Black Mirror eye lenses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me bring up my well, Google human. I think the fu- the future cop is in the year 2053. 
so like 30 years in the future mm-hmm. all right so i get it but the, i mean it you won't get super high tech but it means not cyberpunk yet but i get it if it's like you still at least have like a database to reference and it's like this is this murder has happened at least three times in the record right and it's yeah. like and it's the same location too I don't know if it's the same location, but it's oh, okay. you know it, it's it, it's British cops stumbling on it like uh, in different eras. So yeah, so I, I'm saying it's just like it's sort of like crime alley. It's just always every 35 years, like this dead body of this guy shows yeah. up. Well, I, think I wonder like, if he's wearing different clothes or it's like this weird. It's like who killed this reenactor? <laughs> it, well, it, it looks like he's like the, the body's always naked. Like, they just oh. find this, like, naked guy in, in, like, an alley, and he's, like, his head's, like, he's got, like, wounds on his head. But, yeah, very, very intriguing. Um, and it's, yeah, October 19th is actually when that's coming out. So, um, def, de- yeah, definitely looking forward to that uh, when that comes out, checking it out. And then uh, last trailer this week is we got the, I don't know if it's the final trailer, but another trailer, a new trailer for... Five Nights at Freddy's, which is coming out uh, just in time for Halloween next month, uh, or in, in October, for um, on October 27th, on Peacock and in theaters. So you can stay home and watch it, or head out to the theaters to see it. But yeah, new trailer. Um, kind, kind of like most of the stuff we've seen before. Uh, we get some more some more looks at what the uh, animatronics are going to look like, which are designed by the Jim Henson Creature Shop. So he's, like Freddy and his friends are all Jim Henson creations, and they look pretty great. They still look a little too too CGI for me, but I get it. Well, I mean, it's weird because like they're not. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's gonna be some CGI in it, but yeah, they're like they're like actual like practical like just guys in suits like walking around in these as like Freddy Fazbear and stuff. And then it's it's Josh Hutcherson is the is the security guard who gets hired to kind of watch be like the the guy watching the monitors like in the game. And then for some reason he brings his daughter with him <laughs> to like the job. The first day creepy... in the job, might want to make good impressions. Bring your kid. At this, yeah, at this creepy, rundown, abandoned pizza shop where horrible things happened in the past. And then uh, Matthew Lillard is—I believe—it seems like he's the guy who owns the pizza shop, or like is like the current like owner, or like he's. I think to, he's like... just like uh like a retainer. Like, yeah, he like, when he, a like... Real, yeah like a bank real like owns mm-hmm. the property. Yeah, but he's he's definitely giving off like very like creepy vibe. Like he knows he knows what's going on and what's like what, what could happen if he says this guy it's a Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. Well, yeah, I feel like he's a local, so it's just sort of yeah. like, hey, here's the legend that everyone seems to know. Well, it's also like the like cop who's like shows up too. And she's like, and she's like, oh, you don't know about the, you don't know about the like killer robots. Like, let me tell you about it. I, I feel like she might be either one of the kids that used to go there, and so she was there during the incident, or just, I don't know, she is part of the plan to get more souls to come. Maybe, yeah. So I don't know why it's like, why would you warn people? But I get it, where it's like, you kind of freak them out to get ready, so that way they don't they don't believe you for a while. It's it's fine because it's like a honeypot scheme, mm. and technically, so uh, Friday Night at Freddy has always been like a honeypot job of like this is an easy job, and then it's like no, it ain't, and that that got that that has happened for at least five games. 
Wait, have you that, played is, any of the Finance of Freddy? A little bit of the first one. I, I but I haven't really like gone past that. Yeah, I played the first one, and then I've just like watched the lore being told, and then ever since like you watched the game theorist, the game theory of it. No, I haven't. It's like every year or two when they make a new game and it change, it just like radically changes some of the the canonical lore. Like then he has to make a whole new video explaining things, trying to like tie pieces together. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where the creator just definitely didn't have a roadmap. You know, he's just sort of like, oh, shit, how can I, like, tie this in? Like, you know, like, the first two games, you're like, okay, yeah, like, we, we get more story. The third game was getting kind of weird. And then after that, it was just like, he's guessing. Well, he, uh, well, Sean Cawthon co-wrote the script for this movie. So I don't know what that, <laughs> if you say, if, if you say it goes <laughs> off the rails, then I don't know what, what hopefully the movie is, but hopefully the movie is more simpler, maybe, like, more like the first two games. If you're, if, if, if you're saying, like, the first two games were kind of more reasonable and they got like they went crazier yeah i mean i'm i i get that but yeah hopefully uh, if it's good hopefully it's better than willie's wonderland which is still just such a waste of opportunity i, th- I feel of like uh, nicholas hey, cage in freddy's very crazy like what would you ever think like that was a blumhouse one right i believe so yeah no this this is this this, this is blumhouse. official blumhouse. okay yeah I would have swore that was like a Blumhouse too, but I mean, I didn't mind the idea of Nick Cage beating up animatronics. It just failed on everything else. And then if you watch it as sort of like a Nick Cage only movie, you got to be a fan. It's not bad. But you try to watch it like a Finance at Freddy, it's bad. And just like, why, why the decision? I guess I think it was Nicolas Cage's decision, but it's just a weird decision of I'm not going to have any dialogue. I'm just going to be totally silent this entire movie. <laughs> I don't know. I that it's up in the air for that one. That could be the crazy director or Nick Cage. Or was Nick Cage a director? We have no idea. Maybe. But yeah, hopefully hopefully Finance Phrase is good. Um and hopefully it continues the trend this year of like very solid video game annotations. You know, we had like The Last of Us was amazing this year. Uh Super Mario Brothers movie, uh Twisted Metal even was was really good. So Surprisingly, Twisted Metal. I am yeah. still shocked that I, how much I liked it. So yeah, so yeah October twenty seventh, uh, Peacock or theaters. You know, sp- just time for spooky times. You can check that out for Halloween. And uh, moving on to other news, we got a bunch of news about uh, either like TV or movie delays or cancellations or renewals. I think mostly probably due to like the continuing. Uh, WGA SAG after strikes because you know you don't have any actors or <laughs> writers like promoting writing anything or promoting anything so a lot of stuff's getting shuffled around or or is not being worked on if it's not finished yet but uh the biggest probably the biggest move so far post strike happening is Dune Part Two which is which is supposed to come out November third this year is now moved to March of next year. So March fifteenth, twenty twenty four is when Dune Part Two is coming out. Gives me time to watch Dune One again. Yeah, <laughs> read the books, baby. I don't know. But it's crazy because like there there was an Empire magazine had a big cover story of like Dune, get ready for it. it's coming. <laughs> like it's coming. I think like the title, like the date, might have been right on the cover of that magazine too. It's just like. Like November, November 2044, get ready for Dune. 
<laughs> it's just like, nope, that's that's doesn't doesn't work anymore. And it, they didn't specifically say it was because of strike, but I would assume if you can't have you know if you can't have the cast <laughs> around to like promote the movie and go you know go, go like talk shows or go on like go on whatever <laughs> web web shows or whatever to promote Dune, then uh, that's probably why they shelved it. I did. I did. I, I was listening to. I think it was the the, the filmcast podcast uh, earlier, and they, they brought this great point that I hadn't even thought of, and then but then it like blew my mind when I heard it. Is like they haven't changed the date for Aquaman two yet, but there hasn't been a single trailer or promotional thing for Aquaman two, and they're, and they're still saying it's coming out this year in like two months, and we haven't seen anything about it. <laughs> Yeah, like, I kind of forgot that's coming out. Yeah. Wait, okay, here's the insanity. What would you rather see? Batgirl? Or Aquaman 2? It's like, this is the time you release Batgirl. Because it's already made. Technically, it doesn't, like... Everyone's been paid for their time, right? Like, by now? I think there was, I think there was some weird legal thing where now it's... They're legally legally they cannot release it because they wrote it off on their taxes and whatever whatever financial thing they did. Oh, they really like, legit like burned it in the vault or something. They, like they, they just they, locked it. It's because because they wrote it down as whatever write down or whatever loss it is. What loss it was they they can never release it because it's then it's like you know fraud or whatever or it's, or it's like whatever. It conflicts with that with that decision they made. So holy it, shit! Yeah, it can it can it can never come out. And they would have to do like post. They have to do like all post production on it anyway too. Like it was it was like it was like principal shooting it, but but done on it. But there was no post production on it yet. There was no you know finished effects or anything like that. So oh, it's like just Logan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the the, the Wolverine. Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, yeah. I'm thinking the gray buildings everything. Well, I don't, I'm only saying that because, like, Aquaman 2 just doesn't seem that interesting. And I think Avril Herb just sort of, like, that was her, like, last movie she made before she just disappeared. Exploded, yeah. So even if they had to do, like, reshoots or any kind of marketing, it's like, hey, like, what about that? Like. I, I mean, I still haven't seen The Flash yet, so for all I know, she got sucked in a time portal, <laughs> and that's, like, the explanation. Well, yeah, and also, I mean, DC, DC has been having a very bad year at the, <laughs> at the box office. Like, everything failed. Um, but, but Aqua, I mean, Aquaman 1 was a billion-dollar movie, so I don't know if people were still, like, even though everything else failed, if people were still excited for Aquaman... Like or like or just like Jason Momoa or what have you, but yeah, it it is it's insane if that if that movie is still coming out and they haven't like yeah, there's been literally nothing. There's like there's been like one poster maybe and that's it. There's been any sort of like promotional photos or yeah, a, a teaser trailer, a trailer, anything. <laughs> it comes out at Christmas, I think, is like or December twenty first is when the release date for that is. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see if Aquaman comes out, but yeah, Dune is uh out of, out of this year. It's gonna be next year. We'll have to wait, we'll have to wait until Return to Arrakis. 
And uh, on the TV side of things, uh, also on the Warner Bros. like HBO Max side of things, um, True Detective Night Country, which is the fourth season of True Detective, is now going to debut in January next year. It was supposed to come out this year. They didn't actually say like what day it was going to be on or like what what day or month it was going to be out this year, but it was supposed to be out this year sometime. They had in like a sizzle reel for like what's coming up in 2023 from like Max. But yeah, now it's uh January next year. Don't no no reason f- given for like the delay, but probably, you know, strikes. <laughs> Because you can't have like Jodie Foster and uh and you know everyone else kind of talking about it. <laughs> and then we also also on the Mac on Max, um, the Idol, the controversial, uh, weekend, <laughs> vanity project, <laughs> the five metrics of the weekend has been canceled after one season. What's that show about? I think it's Lily Collins or Lily. It's is it Lily Rose Depp? Is that who's the co-star? I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, yeah I think Johnny she, Depp's daughter. She, she's like a Britney Spears esque like pop star, and then the weekend kind of like she like meets the weekend. And he's like a manager. Becomes like her manager, or like he like kind of is like a like cult leader, or like sort of like manip- starts manipulating her and like this is how you should like act, and then or like this this is what you should be doing with your songs, your career, your you know your look or whatever. And then she also has like a she has like like this this pop star has like a nervous breakdown after her last tour too. She's like she's in this like very like vulnerable place post tour, and then gets sucked into this this like this guy's like strange like web of oh. influence. Yeah. Oh. Wow, that's what the idol is. Yeah. Huh. Like I thought it was just like rich pretty people doing like pretty rich people things like it just seemed like that because there was no plot it just seemed like they wanted to like he wanted to control her she wanted to be free but that's mostly what like a lot of those love stories are like yeah but then i just didn't understand how there's like another season of that like you know like i didn't do you need more (laughs) well it was it was critically panned like it got horrible reviews when it came out so and I, I don't know, I think a lot of people were, like, maybe, like, hate-watching it to start with, or maybe just, like, checked out the first couple episodes to just see how crazy it was, and then maybe it dropped off, so... I, well, I kept seeing, like, the weird, random, like, nudity scenes that, like, without any context, just looks like a weekend music video. Like, it just <laughs> seems like, oh, the weekend is just making, like, very avant-garde, like, songs. Like, oh, yeah. this is, like, from same from his album? Because <laughs> his music videos are fun. Like, they're weird, you know? Like... That'll probably be, like, the enduring thing that, like, goes beyond the show is, like... Because I think he did a, a song for every episode, or there was, like, an like a, like a, an entire album that was just for this... Like, it was, like, the soundtrack for the show. So, that'll, that'll probably last longer than the... Uh, the actual show. People, if people remember the show, they're like, they're like oh, yeah, this, this song was from that weird show that The Weeknd did, like, a couple years ago. That's funny that, like, think about a year from now, that songs are on the radio. Mm-hmm. And people go like, oh, what's that from? And then they go, oh, yeah, the, that show. And then, you know, like, it, it's such a, um, I yeah, guess, what a, a marketing. One of, the, well, he, one of the songs he did for the, one of the, came from the show had Madonna on it. What? <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was, a, it was like The weekend, Madonna and Playboy Cardi, <laughs> popular is the name of the song. 
okay. So I get, like, the music... Ha- I feel like all the money went into the music and then the appeal that people would be horny to watch it because that's mm. what uh, Europa was like. Euphoria? Euphoria. Euphoria? Yeah. It's just because on concept alone, it's like, watch these horny teens or fake horny teens um, be, like, terrible to each other. Mm-hmm. So, like... I think, and it's also made by the people who did Euphoria. I think it was, yeah. So I think that was carrying it for like the first few episodes, and then people started really like digging in and going like, "I don't like anyone." Like, granted, the shows this kind of melodrama, you're not really supposed to like anyone because you don't want to be them. But the problem is, it's also not entertaining because you're just screaming at your TV, and I get it, like you're just like hate watching it. But I already had that with like with freaking. Uh, White Lotus season one. Because <laughs> I was like, what, what? You know, like, I, I don't know. It was this time last year. It was very popular. Even this year. It's just like, it like, was a escal- like dramatic escalation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess it just wasn't like conveniently sexy enough because they were selling it on just like how like, how like uh, erotic this this show sounds, and then it's mm-hmm. like we're so it's so dangerous, like, and sexy. So da- yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I remember that. I was like, oh, like come come watch his like strip dance thing. I'm like, but what's happening? It's just oh, like this cult leader has got her in his mitts. I'm like, the weekend. <laughs> so uh, also cancels a show that was way more critically uh, well received than. <laughs> Uh, the Idol, which is the great the Hulu show that starred uh, Al Fanning and Nicholas Holt about uh, Catherine the Seconds, um, or Catherine the Greats, and then um, has third third season this earlier this year, and then it was canceled earlier this week. Um, and I think it already might have gotten like I think they already previously might have said like oh yeah it's gonna get like a fourth season, and then they're like they, they reversed that and was like mm, actually no we're not gonna get fourth season so. I get that. I, it sucks because, like, I did kind of catch a few random clips here and there, mm-hmm. and it seemed like it escalates from the first season. So if you base it just solely on the first season, it gets more and more ramped up than just um, like fast talking uh, French aristocratic, uh, like high class women and and like men with their weird problems. Because it's it's making fun of like the weird times and it's it's showing that Catherine the Great wanted to actually stand out of the pack and be like a modern day woman at the time. Mm-hmm. And then it gets like oddly bloody. Like some clips just come out of nowhere. It's just like and something gets shot and it's not like, oh, it's like, you know, play for fun. It's like, no, like that guy got headshotted. So it sucks. It sucks that that got canceled so soon because uh, there was an other show I was gonna give it a shot, but it was like so it was like back to back. It was the one that was like dueling brothels. Oh yeah, what the heck was the name of that show? I can't remember. The, was it Harlots? Yeah, I think it was Harlots, and it was just like I was gonna, I was getting kind of interested in that, and then this came out, and I was like, well, okay, I'll watch one and after the other, and then they just sort of Hulu stopped recommending it for me. I just think it was it also it's a lot of money to do like period pieces, so I, I get why they're yeah. like this has mm-hmm. to go. Uh, 
But yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard nothing about like good things about the great, and it went, you know got tons of Emmy nominations. So it's definitely a shocking kind of like you think Hulu would want like that kind of like series to keep going, but I guess ratings, whatever it was, ratings or cost or whatever, it just didn't work out. So that'll be that is gone from Hulu. But uh, one show that got renewed was uh, the Lincoln Lawyer, the Netflix version of the Lincoln Lawyer. Um, that is getting a third season. I believe it, the second season aired in like two different parts uh, earlier this year. It was like part one, part two in like July and August. Uh, I, I have you seen it? No. I, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen any of it yet. I mean, I've heard it's getting like I think it's got decent reviews i mean it's like right after you watch all of suits or somehow <laughs> yes. you ended up in a soups wormhole uh maybe, maybe lawyer the, is right there do you think that started the whole like suits suits dominating the entire like pop culture sphere again thing? maybe and it's like, so weird because I, I thought like did suits get another season and it's like no people are just re-watching it again i was like what yeah. is happening netflix the numbers like, it was everywhere it was, yeah. it was like on it was like people putting clips on twitter People putting like the shorts on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just and it was like recommending like, hey, check this out, Suits. I was like, yeah, I get it, that came out like ten years ago. Thank you, Netflix. No, I think like when I see like, because it's been the top like Nielsen does like the like their streaming ratings where they like they do like the um, whether whether the top streaming shows across all all the different platforms, and oh, it's not it's, just Netflix. Well, I think I think it's. Because it's on Netflix has all the seasons and then or like up to like a certain point and then um, Amazon Prime is like the final season. So Netflix doesn't even have the whole show. I don't think yet. It has like eight seasons, but there was nine seasons. So oh. so it's like I think it's, I think it's, I think it's crossed Netflix, Peacock, and Prime Video. Because Peacock has all the seasons too. Because obviously that makes sense. That was like it's a USA, which is owned by NBC, which is owned by, owned by Universal. So. But yeah, I think it had um, it's got oh, since like June or July, like Suits has like 20 billion hours watched or 20 20 billion minutes watched on across oh, whatever whatever streaming yeah. services. So yeah, it's that that that's just insane. Like, <laughs> just like every like everyone's like yeah, Suits Suits. And now it's uh, Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah, I, I wonder. Like, yeah, I wonder if people, like you know, everyone was watching the Lincoln Lawyer probably got suggested suits after the after after like the rest of the show or after each episode. Probably like Netflix probably popped up and said like, "Hey, you want to watch Suits?" So I um like I watched a few few episodes of uh, Lincoln Lawyer. I didn't mind it. It's it's very like by the books kind of mm-hmm. any lawyer show. The only thing I think the the gimmick for the Lincoln lawyer is that because he used to be a like uh like a drug addict that was his thing it's his like MacGuffin of like I never want to be that guy again mm-hmm. and that he and that like doesn't have an office he just drives around to Los Angeles and like walks uh, up his car no he has an office oh he does I, I thought yeah. that's the whole thing is that his office was his car his Lincoln no no he has like an office because he. He has his own, because he inherits another guy's practice. Like, he mm. ha- has the clients and all that. 
and then he's given the chance to go to the office but he's like nah like i'll use like i need a base of operations like like okay that's an office he's like no i don't like i'm gonna do it out of the car and I'm like, okay mm-hmm. so he has an office it's just like he just doesn't use it because that's where he meets his like team because he's like a team he has like an, a, an investigator he has a secretary so it's like she's not in the car she's in the office Plus, like, you be okay. So, the other thing is, as a lawyer, you need when you get like in documents, you just can't send it to a car, like, they need it needed an address. So, he has an office, like, he gets documents sent to an office. I think his personal office is like in the car, but no, because when he gets like documents, it's like sent to his office, like the folders and stuff. Yeah, it's it's funny that, um. Like, this is on Netflix, and then Amazon Prime has, like, a lot of the other, or, like, it seems like it's trying to build up, like, some of the other, like, Michael Connelly shows, like, Bosch. Because Bosch and, like, like Mickey Haler, like, the Lincoln lawyer, are, like, related. They're half-brothers. Wait, what? Yeah, that apparently, in the book, and apparently, like, in the like the two book series, like, the Michael Connelly books, yeah, like, they're, they're, they're half-brothers. What? All yeah, all those. All, I think all the Michael Connelly books are kind of like in the same universe. It's like the Michael Connelly so like it's like they're a universe. Wait, wait, Bosch, the one that was on Amazon, the one yes. that like yep. the, he's like a detective that also yes. becomes like an FBI agent at times whenever they need. Yeah. And doesn't he also have like a drug problem or something? Maybe I don't. I've never, I've never seen Bosch. I just heard about it, but like my dad likes Bosch, so I get that. <laughs> Like Bosch is like, what we said it was like shows for your oh dad shows da- yeah peak peak dad show Bosch <laughs> because yeah because the main character is like a father figure guy who like had a bad relationship with his wife or his divorce mm-hmm. and is trying to redeem himself and maybe get closer to his kid it's like the formula for dad shows. Yeah, you can only can you if Prime Video is probably like uh <laughs> like kidding yourselves like man we should got the Lincoln Lawyer because it had like the Michael Connelly verse. <laughs> Although they were screwed up the they were screwed up the Jack Ryan verse so because they had like they had two separate like <laughs> Jack Ryan universes going on at the same time. Yeah, if if Amazon was smart, they would do. I mean, they would pro- try to like. Do a big universe of what they can get their hands on. <laughs> the the dad verse, just like all these like dad shows, like Jack Ryan and Reacher and Bosch, and they're all they're all in the same universe. They team up. Uh huh. They team up for a case that is a uh a drug some, criminal military. Gotta, yeah, it's gotta be some sort of like navy. It's gotta be like a naval like uh involving like a ship or a battleship or something. <laughs> like a a murder on a battleship, and then they all. <laughs> It's like, well, this is this is a navy like the Jack Richards called it because of that, but it's like in it's like in LA, so Bosch is involved, and and then however, whoever you bring Jack, and then it's like Jack Ryan, it's, it's like a CIA agent involved, so Jack Ryan has to get called in. Get the get the, get the AI on that, like <laughs> put that into the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's the, that's the kind of like the like 
what's been kind of moving around or canceled or renewed so far. I'm sure there's going to be a lot. If, if the strike keeps going, which it, it almost certainly will keep going, because there's like there's been like no budging either way from any any group. Uh, probably going to be a lot more movies getting moved and TV shows getting canceled or delayed. So get ready for more. Like I said, Zach, we're close to just getting our own show one day, and just we'll just mm-hmm. persevere. Mm-hmm. Do our own reality TV show where we basically just watch that's, other TV shows. That's that's what that's where we get a lot of probably. I mean, all all the false shows are reality shows basically. We're, we're yeah, but some like, of the reality shows is like always drama based. Ours should be yeah. even like like a like an endurance thing where we just make someone watch like nine hours of like canon movies. Yeah. So last bit news for this week is we got an announcement from. What was it? The Mix Next event? Um, which yeah, I never heard of really heard of this event until recently. Nope, but yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff kind of announced and revealed, including there's giving me a new GI Joe uh, retro style beat 'em up in the vein of Shredder's Revenge or the upcoming Texas Crusaders game um, called GI Joe Wrath of Cobra, and it's coming from Maple Powered Games and Freedom Games. And yeah, so like a kind of like 90s, 80s, 90s arcade style beat 'em up. You can play it. You're gonna play as Snake Eyes, Roadblock, Scarlet, Duke, Shipwreck. And then I can't, I can't figure out the last. There's like a guy. There's a guy in like a full green kind of camo suit. I don't know who that is supposed to be. Is that Flint maybe or? Like, no, no, that's. Uh, is it Hawk? Like is it General Hawk? Leatherhead. Oh no, it's, not oh, Leatherhead. Le- um, Leatherneck. Is that is that's a caging alligator? Yeah. Um, every, yeah. Every, everyone is like super distinctive except for that guy. I'm like, who who is that guy? Hold on, hold on. Let me see. Because if if it, was, if it was Flint, he would have a beret on. So it's not it's definitely not Flint. <laughs> uh, so is it the one with like the goggles or no goggles? I'm, I'm, well, I'm looking at like a there's like a, a, a screenshot they put out of, of just like the, the like the sprites kind of like animating and I don't know if you if you can see that or look at that but there's like yeah I'm like trying to find it it's all six of them and then he's the, it's the guy up in the upper left next to Snake Eyes above Shipwreck oh wait is that Shipwreck it's um who's the guy with the beard right yeah Bazooka or it, I think it might be Bazooka it. It, some of this is based on the original lineup. So Leatherneck is the Marine guy that's wearing like the hat. The guy with the goggles in the all green camo is low light or it's um some I I'm not trying to remember, but I've definitely seen this guy. It's just he changes based on what decade, you know, the toy. Sometimes it's all green, sometimes it's all blue, but the goggles is the distinction. The guy in the the guy with the beard, full beard, and the all green stuff. I think that's Bazooka. I think I think, I think it's I think it's Gung Ho. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, so six characters. Uh, I'm sure if you're a GI, if a super GI Joe like super fan, you know you you can instantly tell who everyone is. Um, yes, six characters, possibly more. And you're gonna go to like different like places like Cobra Island and the pits and various Cobra bases and take on Cobra Cobra soldiers along with like Cobra vehicles like you're gonna fight like his tanks and all sorts of other like you know very distinctive GI Joe stuff from the car it's it's all it's all based on the like the 80s cartoon. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, it's going to have T. Lopes, the uh, incredible uh, soundtrack artist doing the score. They score. So like expect like Shredder's Revenge style soundtrack. And also uh, John D. Gioli, uh, the Crush 40 lead vocals is doing like a some sort of vocal track for it or multiple vo- vocal tracks for it. So I think he did the main theme like, song. Like, I th- yeah, I think the trailer has a, like a seems like a new version of like the G.I. Joe theme. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I mean, it looks it looks like Shredder's Revenge or the Toxic Crusader games are coming up, so, and, and hopefully it'll be like, you know as fun as Shredder's Revenge. <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be next year, uh, Q1. So I think it's like maybe spring-ish next year. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely be keeping an eye on it and see uh, see how it com- develops, and hopefully maybe we'll get to check it out when it comes out. I think and I think it's hitting every. I think it's like Switch, PS4, Xbox, PC, everything. Yeah, I'm just wondering like what version is it worth playing on? I feel like it feels like a Switch game, like Switch you, game, just yeah. because you like you all the beautiful yeah. I own. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm like I I would get it for the Switch for myself. Hopefully the Switch is still around next year. Now I have like <laughs> Switch Two, and I'm like, God damn it. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it for news this week. Why don't you jump into show and tell? And uh, Chris, we've been watching over the last week or so here. Uh, but I, I finally caught up on uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yes. So I'm all caught up on that. Um, though I did have like some issue hearing that movie. I had a digital well, that, copy. But... I mean, that was the whole thing in theaters, and like there was like different versions. Like it kept, it kept getting like updated or changed, or like different theaters had different versions because they were like sending out different versions of like, we, oh, we changed the sound mix on this version, or <laughs> like because yeah, the the very first like weekend, people were like, I can't hear the especially like the opening, like, like when the open like Gwen sequence, like people were like, I can't hear anything Gwen is saying. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was more like, yeah, it, I had a while like rewind scenes again, and and the digital version I had didn't have subtitles, so like I just had no idea what they were saying. Mm-hmm. So not a fan of that. That that fucking terrible. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong. Am I getting old? What's going on with my hearing? There was but def- it's like that, bad sound mixing. Yeah, that I mean that definitely came up when it was in theaters, people were like, I can't understand, or like some, some of the stuff I can't understand what they're saying, or like the like music is like way, way over the dialogue. So, but then, yeah, but then it is kind of like put out, I think because you can like, you can upload and you can a new version of the movie, it's like theaters. I think they maybe changed something and then sent a new version that was better possibly, but then some theaters didn't get that version. It was, it was kind of a mess. There was like multiple versions of the movie out and like, Depending on what theater, theater you're like going to, yeah. On home release though, they only did the updated ones. So I saw like uh what used to be like comic bubbles are now like someone saying that, or instead of Miles saying it, it's uh like Spider-Man 2099 saying it, it's Miguel saying it. Because mm-hmm. I read online that there's a difference, and I was like, okay, and then like I looked it up and it's like, okay, this happens, you see this version. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but I like this movie. You know, it's cool to see Spider-Man 2099, like, uh, swing around, being, like, this huge, like, impactful character and not just, like, a background guy, just because I grew up with Spider-Man 2099. Like, yeah, when I was too, able yeah. to, like, yeah, like, read. And I was like, oh, like, check out this new Spider-Man. It's like, wow, I'm so lucky. Like, I, like I'm like i a kid 
who like just got like a new Spider-Man, you know, like that, like I'm what, like five, you know, like five, four or five. And I'm like, Spider-Man 2099, like the future is now like, holy shit. And, uh, yeah, like he, he was good. They really try to make him out as like, uh, antagonist. Yeah. It's like, he had a point where it's like, Miles is kind of like an asshole though. (laughs) It really is a, Hey, this is what it is to be a Spider-Man. You just can't put on the costume and just be like, it's all cool. It's like, no, like there is, there is shit happening. And then it's like, no, multiverse rule where it's like, you, you you just sacrifice one for the many. Canon events, that, maybe. Canon events. And then it's like, no, you can't. It's like, well, no. See, if you don't, it's not only, like, the web, but it's like you implode sort of, like, like kind of the the rule of Spider-Man. So you're not a Spider-Man, then. I don't know. I feel like there's always a common theme, which, like, they really lean in on. Like, I was so glad that they took their time to make this movie to do it right, where it's like, hey, here's this common theme in almost every spider-man iteration and and sub characters so it's not just peter parker like everyone goes by this rule it's like the defining thing that makes a spider person well there's like, there's like multiple events it's like you have to have you know your, an uncle di- uncle ben dies and then like we well, need like a, a love one dies. Dies. yeah mm-hmm. you love a loved one and then a police figure an authority figure die mm-hmm. and then I guess it's two for one for Miles because it's like his dad is both. Well, he, like Uncle Aaron was his like Uncle Ben basically. So he said he said one of uh, one candidate event, and then but then th- 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 his dad's gonna be the second one if he can't stop it. Yeah, but then in the evil verse, there's like a different one. Yeah. So, uh, I did like I got like a weird vibe of the Batman movie, uh, the like Bat- Lego Batman movie from this. Oh, a hundred percent, yeah, because it's like it's just like madcap every single like any, any sort of like crazy spider-man you could possibly think of shows up i mean and, and even like lego, yeah, lego lego spider-man like it's like you're one of my best peter with like the whole like just like, yeah, like the lego daily bugle and all that stuff that was mm-hmm. that's such a great sequence and then yeah I, I, and even like mm-hmm. like like integrating like live action into it, like I mean, yeah, it was Don Glover showing up as like the Prowler, like, and then like the, the glimpses of like the movies, like the like clips from the movies, and you see like it's part of like the like here's here's other parts of the multiverse. It's like Andrew Garfield's here, and, like Tom Holland's here, and, like yeah, uh, I I didn't mind that. That was fun. Again, it's, it's a, you want like if you're a, a spider person, like you want to get involved in this movie. I'm surprised they didn't try to incorporate the the Fox animated TV show Spider Man. I think. Well, I think didn't he show up and have a line? Did he? I think he did. I was just overwhelmed. I was like, "Whoa, I gotta watch it again." I mean, I mean, there was he might like, have, I couldn't Sp- hear the goddamn sound. Spider Man Limited even showed showed up. Like he, he's noticeable. That's because yeah. I mean, he stands out because of his weird costume design. Yeah. And and like Scarlet Spider is so good, like Andy Samberg doing like the like <laughs> the great nineties voice, you know? yeah, yeah. Which hopefully hopefully we'll get like a lot more of that in the second one because he's part of like he's like one of the main pe- members of like Miguel's team because we're they're basically set up like Miguel's gonna have his team and then like uh Gwen is assembling like the the OG team from the first movie to like help. Well, Miguel's team is like everyone else then. Yeah. In the Spider Citadel, so yeah. I get him. Mm-hmm. 
but uh yeah the uh the i could see what i think you mentioned it where this movie at certain point cuts off where it logically should have ended and then it's like there's more and all that does is build towards the next arc yeah like it should have ended at one point and then that's it but like because it wanted to tease it felt like here's an extra half an hour of plot that we we like i felt like didn't go anywhere because you're supposed to be like dun 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 stay tuned for next part two and i'm like ah part two didn't feel complete part two and part three knows when like part three who knows when because like they haven't even started it yet so for all we know zach they're just gonna do a, a reversal where we get to see a lego version of this whole movie maybe we're gonna see part three takes place part damn it's like Live action. And, and live action where it's like they try to bullshit explain it's like oh oh it's like this is a Mars Morales universe where he was ne- like a kid in our like regular non-Spider-Man universe or something and then you know get very meta with it mm-hmm. like it, it gets almost like a everywhere everything all at once where it's like in this universe like this happened and then it's like oh like you're watching it's a kid watching Spider-Man across the universe in the movies yeah. And then he also can't hear a lot of the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, that movie's gorgeous looking. Uh, every few frames, you could basically take, like, a screenshot and just looks like amazing, like, wall art. It just, it just like, every... I mean, all the, all the spider people have their own style, and, like, each universe has its own style. Like, Gwen's world is, like, super watercolor and, like, like you know, blues and... Yeah. And then, oh, like, like, her then, world melts, like, whenever there's yeah. an emotional period, just, like, yeah. the color and the tone. I was like, am I watching, like, uh, Inside Out? What is going on? It's like and a then, Pixar movie. And then Spider-Punk, like, literally, like, looks like he's, like, ripped off of, like, a, like, British, like, punk... Like, Propaganda. Like, yeah, like, the Clash poster or something. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, he, 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 like, fl- he, like flash, like, black and white, or, like, flash, like, look, look, looking like newsprints. Which he was, I, that I was mind him. That was yeah, he was great when he showed up. It like <laughs> he really had me turn up my sound though. I don't know what copy I had. I really like raised the sound when he was. Well, talking. I mean, it's also I mean, it's also like that like Guy Ritchie like snatch issue where it's just like Daniel Kaluuya is just doing a stu- super thick accent, which I don't know if, I don't know if that's his like actual like native accent or if he's like really laying it on. But yeah, it's 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 very like lock stock snatch like. What what are these guys saying? I can't understand. It's all slang and <laughs> brogue and like. But yeah, it was, it was cool. It's cool that like they like it kind of they're kind of like, when he first appeared like he's setting up is like oh he's gonna be like this like like romantic rifle or he's gonna be like his rival to Miles and he's just like this like just like oh he's just a like, cool, cool dude yeah <laughs> he's a cool dude and I was like oh I I was shocked about that I was like I was thinking he was gonna be more. Uh like like a rival but he just legit was like nah like he kind of knew the shake-up that uh miles was like kind of being an anarchist in the group and he's all about that yeah so i get it because the first society is basically like they're they're cops they're multiverse cops (laughs) yeah and he's just like oh we the bad guys now like trying to ensure that people yeah we the baddies that moment Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. Uh, 
probably would have enjoyed seeing in theaters. This is definitely like it should have been my first experience in a theater, but I just there was no like place playing it at a convenient time or not in a like sea of children. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, the other movie I saw is My Name is Dolomite. The Eddie Murphy, uh, I guess the like bio, it's so, a biopic. sort of biopic, but it's like I want to know if this is like the real version, but it, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it, they embellish a lot of like certain stuff. parts, but yeah, it's great. Like I kind of like this better than the room. Oh, well, the, it, it's the like disaster artist. The disaster artist. Sorry, yeah. the disaster artist. Like, have you? Okay, so. This movie reframes the concept of the series and, like, the whole Rudy Ray Moore thing, where, like, I don't know if he was in on the joke in the beginning. Like, he knew, like, going in that he was not the conventional anything. So he was like, let me go for this angle. People are going to get it. Like, people who enjoy movies will get this. Like, they don't need to be high class. Like, like the let me go for, like, the people who would definitely, like, like laugh at dumb jokes mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna lean in on it and his vision is that and he stays true to it like through the whole thing and he like there is no the movie where i'm like this has to be sort of like the fantasy version because he genuinely like takes care of everyone he's like yeah. he's like the opposite of tommy wiseau where like he doesn't have an ego he just goes hey i need to make this movie like even if i go broke like this is just the vision I know well, this like, might be wrong, but hmm? well, it's, it's like he just he just meets all these like different people, and they all become this like weird filmmaking family, basically. And they're all like, "Yeah, we're, we're having so much fun making this movie together, and we all and it's it's like our, we're like sharing this dream together, and like this is such a great experience." <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's crazy. It's um, like I I don't understand how like this guy was getting so much shit and it's like it makes me want to like watch more of his movies you know it's like he definitely was a visionary for knowing um how to produce a comedy on like the cheap doing it in a way where like you don't you kind of have to warn the audience that it's not supposed to be like serious like don't like all this is sort of like a fun movie it's just like it's going to be like vulgar on purpose because it's funny. Like, you know, it's supposed to be like bad because we don't actually have the skills. Like Rudy Raymore's karate is just like, I think it looks cool, but I, that's like, it's weird. Cause like, I don't think you understood how karate works, but in the movie, it's like, I, I've got enough moves. It looks cool. And they're like, well, we have no option because at least in the first Dolomite movie, my name of Dolomite, um, they're like, we have no choice because like, we have no film to reshoot this. So it's, everything's like almost like a one take. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. I'm like, I get that spirit. And it's cool to see like an underdog achieve it. Uh, and generally, like you just sort of like root for him. You know, you kind of wish they, they want they go into more. But I'm fine with what it was like. You you like you understand, like he was um a guy kind of down on his luck making this movie. And he scrap together what he could and it, it paid off in like this amazing way and like i just regret not meeting him like anytime like you know like it sucks that like this movie comes out shows you the fun th- 
thing about like a dumb movie and even though he i say dumb and like not in a bad way it's just like yeah like it can't be is the better term but it's like i just like to throw these movies and it's like whoa i would have like loved to have been at a premiere and hang out and they make him like they make him out like as a i guess like what he is what he was in the like 2000s where Rudy Ray Moore showed up at like a convention he would be loud and brass and say hey like like he knew that angle but I bet you there was a time though he might have been an asshole to something you know the something unreasonable or drugs because but you know they 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 don't get into it because they they really show him as someone that like struggled and i get it like to get that first movie out and where it's like no one believed him and it does um it does crazy um because it's like at one point it's like oh like he was an underground uh like filmmaker he was basically underground musician he made a comedy album and that did enough to film the um movie because his character of dolomite was just like a character he invented because where he was in the uh, where he in the city of LA like people were basically it was like the early early form of rapping and it was just like rhyming and making insults yeah so like going from there and to making a comedy album that basically was just a tangent of insults and just sort of like making that archetype and it's like holy shit Dolomite's responsible for that you know like it was just like it blew my mind I was like wait what how's it not talked about more like i get it's not glamorous because it's really vulgar and his albums are hilarious like him trying to figure out how to make uh these underground like album covers and he's like i'm just gonna bunch of nude women and then i'm just gonna tastefully like try to like be in the photos and it's like (laughs) he just looks terrible in them and it's like yeah Yeah. i know like and again have you seen this movie Oh yeah, yeah, I saw it way like when it came like came oh, Netflix okay. like originally, yeah. which was like I, what, I, five I, years I, ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was like I I just like what how did I sleep on this? But it was like in the right mood of watching like this. I was like, oh my god, like this is why is that talked about Netflix? Why are you like bearing this movie in my recommendation list? Mm-hmm. But it's it's great. Uh, and it, definitely Eddie recommend Murphy, it. Eddie Murphy's fantastic in it, and but super fantastic. It, it, and then people were like, oh, man, Eddie Murphy's back. And then he kind of like he'll, he's only done like two movies after like post <laughs> Dolomite's my name. Like he did like coming to coming to America and then you people. That's it. I know. It's yeah. It's like because people are like, oh, man, this it's like the, the Eddie Murphy assance is like this is going to be like the kick, kicking off like this new era of his career. where like, He's going to like be in like awesome movies again and be awesome in them. But it's like, no. I mean, I, yeah, he did the opposite of a Dolomite. He sort of just. Sort of like I'll take bit roles or like coming to America too wasn't like a bit role, but no, oh, yeah, it definitely was like it wasn't as good as the first movie. And it was, and I think you people got really good reviews. It, yeah, but it, it's not really. It was just like um, every few years they make that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I wanted something where it's like he gets to play like another character that isn't just like Donkey or uh. You want him to be another character from another movie, like Metro and uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Well, I mean, that Beverly Hills Cop, that fourth Axel Foley is coming, apparently. So. Can't come soon enough. On Netflix. 
Uh, apparently, apparently, like we might, maybe we might get like something similar to Dolomite's my name uh, at some point because apparently he's also gonna be in a George Clinton biopic playing George Clinton. Oh shit! So he's just making biopics of famous black actors. Yeah, we're or, or George Clinton's like funk funk Funky, yeah, yeah. yeah. Famous like black historical figures. I'm fine with that because he blew me away as just like Rudy Ray Moore, and I um. I'm fine with Eddie Murphy doing this because he wasn't Eddie. He kind of lose Eddie Murphy because he doesn't do his laugh. He doesn't do like his typical like voices. He's very uh, trying to encompass what Rudy May was. So I give him credit for that. Yeah. Uh, the only thing though, again, when you're just like he, it works too smoothly like in that <laughs> movie. So I'm like, what? Besides the down of like, hey, we don't, we can't give you the money. It's just like his rise is really quick at the end. Like it just like compared to the first arc to the last arc, it's like, wait, we're going so fast now on the last part. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like everyone, everyone loved it. And, uh, (laughs) he was a huge success. Like the end. (laughs) You're like, wait, why? Uh, but yeah, uh, that's it for me. Just Spider-Man and Dolomite movies. I kind of want to watch more Dolomite movies later. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. We should definitely like throw on a Dolomite thing. We'll have to see what's on, like, if there are any that are streaming anywhere. I mean, it, in by today's standard, it what it, it's kind of like Black Dynamite of just the cultural phenomenon of that. And that, all that was was just, like, a Dolomite movie without yeah. Dolomite. So I can't wait for that other, like, uh, Michael J. White movie where he plays the cowboy. Mm-hmm. Finally, that movie's coming out. It's. It, I think. I think this year. I sometime this year. I think it's coming out. I think it was done filming like six years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, as far as what I've been watching, uh, I I've seen all the episodes so far of Ahsoka, the new Star Wars show, on Disney Plus, which I am enjoying so far. Although I'm enjoying it because I also you know love Rebels and Clone Wars, which I've seen a lot of people like complaining or talking about like oh like you gotta watch uh other you gotta watch like rebels to understand what the show is and like it's like yeah i mean ahsoka ahsoka is basically the rebels season five (laughs) so you yeah you really you really need to know what happened on rebels especially and then and then maybe clone like because they there's like an opening crawl in the first episode of like kind of explaining maybe a little bit of like what's going on, but like they don't explain who any of the characters are. They don't really like, like you you really need to know like what happened, especially at like the, at the end of Rebels and like um because it's it, it mean, it's all the Rebels characters like it's like uh like Hera and Sabine and Chopper and all these other like all the characters run right in, the, in that show, and then they're they're looking for Ezra who was like another character in that show. And so if you don't know who any of them are, they don't really, they don't explain who they are. So you're just like you're just gonna be like you're gonna be totally lost if you don't have no no knowledge of rebels. So def- definitely need to like watch rebels or like at least watch some sort of like recap of rebels. Like if you want to watch Ahsoka, because yeah, they're, they're not they're not helping you out at all if you if you're not like up to speed. <laughs> but being up to speed, yeah. I am really I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying seeing like all these characters live action. Um, and just yeah, and just continue that story because. Because Rebels definitely ended on like a big cliffhanger that this is now finally resolving, and yeah, and, and just like some cool Star Wars. Like it, this is like old school Star Wars. Like I mean, Andor was a like, really fun, refreshing change of pace, but this is like 
if you want like Star Wars as Star Wars, this is like, there's lightsaber battles, there's like space dog fights, it's like all 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 the kind of classic Star Wars stuff you would want is in here. And yeah, I mean, and everyone, everyone in the cast is great. Uh, Rosario Dawson, obviously, we've, we've seen her before as Ahsoka. She's doing this, like the same thing that she was doing in Mandalorian and uh, Boba Fett. I mean, she's like a great kind of like older live action Ahsoka. Uh, the late Ray Stevenson is like the main one of the main villains. He's awesome. It just it's just, it's just so bittersweet because he's so good. It's just like oh god, we're never gonna see him again. <laughs> like he's never gonna be anything ever again. But he's he's like this like dark Jedi. So he's, he's not, I don't think he's, he's not like a full Sith. He's like a dark Jedi because he's, he's still he like he kind of has still has like a conscience and like regrets and stuff. Like he's there's a point oh, where I like I thought he was like straight up a villain. No, like I mean he's like he's more like a mercenary. Like he's like a merc- Jedi mercenary for hire. Like and he's like he's been hired by like the villains, but he kind of is still kind of like has some sort of respect for like the Jedi Order. And huh. there's a there's a point where like like they're like the, the other like Morgan Elsbeth who was in. Mandalorian, like she's like the like the person that like the the first episode the Soka shows up in, like she like defeats her and then it's like gets like the you know like the the Beskar staff from her and like is like where's where's Thrawn? So she's like the main Morgan Morgan Elizabeth is like, is like the main villain and she's like a, a Thrawn acolyte and she's like trying to get Thrawn back and they also reveal that she's like a night sister from Dathomir. Wait wait. She was the one in the Mandalorian, and in, in, the, in the first in the first episode where Ahsoka appeared in live action in the Mandalorian, she, they they have like she and Ahsoka have that fight, like the duel. Oh, okay. So she comes she comes back. She was like captured by the New Republic, but in the first episode, like very. I thought she like, died. Well, she got captured by because they like Ahsoka let her live, and then they basically like apparently they called like the New Republic and they had her arrested. But then oh, I don't remember that. Scene. But, I, I thought like in my head, I thought she got like stabbed, and that was it. Yeah. But yeah, like within like the first like five minutes of uh, the first episode of Ahsoka, like uh, you know, Ray Stevenson and his apprentice show up and like break her out of this like Republic ship, and then she's like, now we gotta now we're on a plan to like get Thrawn back. But she's but then like Elspeth is like, you need to kill Ahsoka Tano, and then Ray Stevenson is like, it's a, it, I'll do it, but it's a shame. There's so so, so few Jedi left. So yeah, I mean he's he's a villain, but he is like kind of he has like like definitely has like this like deeper kind of conscious and like like he, it, respect for the past. He's not a full like evil Sith, just like right. Da, right. Da, da. <laughs> like he's got red like, glowing eyes and, yeah. and and um like slaying. He's kind of like in it for the money. Mm-hmm. He's, he's in it for the money, but like is like regretful that like they're still not like the Jedi or like he's like laments like the loss of the Jedi order <laughs> still. They, I mean, they haven't gone. I mean, I'll watch it, but I hope they at least cover why he left the order. They, they, they really gotten into three episodes. Then they really gotten into like any sort of like flashbacks on him or like, like he just is like, Oh, he's He's one of the few people that survived the order 66 and is now kind of like a mercenary for hire. And he has this apprentice with him. You know, it's weird that, like, in the movie version, it made it seem like there were no Sith, right? And then as yeah, soon as was... the fall of the Jedi uh, from power, they were like, okay, either you're dead or become a Sith or went into exile. But it's like, I kind of want to see that fall into well, Sithhood. Well, a lot, of the, a lot of the extended stuff, especially, like, you know, like, the Jedi games and Clone Wars, like, well, I think Rebels in the game, and especially, like, the Je- Jedi Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order... They've really got they've really gotten into 
a lot of the surviving Jedi got if they got captured by like Darth Vader, like he like tortured them into, into like becoming Inquisitors. So all the Inquisitors are like like just like twisted tortured Jedi that Uh-oh. they got captured. That's dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For this generation, because I know in the old Republic it was just like two different beliefs. You became a, a dark Sith temple or your uh, Jedi temple, you know, in the yeah. city mm-hmm. uh, in Coruscant. Uh, but yeah, I was wondering, like, because then, because I know, like, from the original trilogy, it's just like, oh, like, a Sith wasn't even a thing yet. But, like, in the first movie, Sith is not even uttered until the third movie? Like, mm-hmm. in... no, no, em- Empire. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, like, I'm trying to think, like, so, like, a lot of them, I mean, in, in Survivor, like or fallen order wasn't it just like some dude just in a hyperbolic chamber so they just sort of like oh yeah i, I kind of waited it out are you thinking of fallen order or are you thinking of uh like the like force unleashed force unleashed i'm not thinking because that that one doesn't count he doesn't yeah. find a lot of darth sith in that one no uh outcast was good because the new sith were just like people that took on jedi energy and then became like a, a sith like a reborn so that was cool yeah. It's like, hey, they're ordinary people, but if you just hang out in this light beam long enough, you'll get, like, basic Jedi powers. Yeah. Especially, well, Rebel, yeah, definitely, definitely Rebels in, like, the, the, new, the new, like, legit, the Kel Kestis, like, Jedi games. They've really gotten into, like, the Inquisitors, and there's, like, other, and the Inquisitors have, like, specialized stormtroopers with them called, like, Sith, there's, like, special, like, above, like, dark troopers, or, like, dark, or whatever, like, the, like, death troopers, uh-huh. like, there's like Sith guys there with like Sith specialized troops that go with the Inquisitors, and the Inquisitors have like special like you know their circular lightsabers and their special armor, and they're like just going on hunting, hunting Jedi. But yeah, so Ahsoka, so I'm enjoying it so far because yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the, the animated shows, so this and it's just cool seeing like that story continue and seeing these characters in live action. So I would, I would say definitely check it out, especially if you're a fan of like the image stuff. Check it out. Um, if not, definitely refresh yourself on what happened. If you if you want to try to check it out. And then I also saw I, I got a review screener for King of Killers, which is an actually if you're hearing this is out right now in theaters or theater on demand or digital, and uh, it's a new kind of assassin action movie. With Frank Grillo and uh, Elaine Moosey, who was in the re- like the reboot Kickboxer movies, and he's been in some other stuff. I think he was in that um, like Jujitsu movie with Nicolas Cage. Um, and and it, actually, uh, King of Killers is directed by Kevin uh, Graveau, who was in the Underworld movies, and I think he like pr- like wrote helped write them and produce them, and he was like uh, so he has he's accredited with like the characters. Like, characters by for underworld and he's uh he's he directed and wrote uh king of killers he also he, like co-stars in it as like one of the like, assassins that gets brought in and but basically the setup is that uh elaine moosey is uh this assassin he used to work for the cia and he is uh one of his jobs like his wife somehow sh- like kind of like somehow ends up sh- showing up there and gets like accidentally murdered 
And so then he kind of like is like out of the game for a while. Um, but then he gets invited by this mysterious uh, new client uh, to go to Tokyo and, and to take out, try to take out like this like legendary assassin, like uh, Jurgo Dracos, who's like the king of killers, like the self-proclaimed king of killers. Like he's the best assassin in the world. And then when Elaine Musi gets there, like there's like six, there's like five other assassins there along with him. And then they, they all find out that like, Oh, they were actually hired instead of like trying to take hire someone to take out Drago, Dracos. Dracos hired them because he's like wants to like have this competition to see who's the best. And um, so then so it's like totally get twisted around. Instead of like them thinking they're agreeing on this contract to like take down this assassin, like now they're like they're the ones getting like taken out or like hunted down because this Frank Grillo has uh, set up this whole like building with traps in it and it's this whole game to him but if if anyone can possibly take him kill him then he'll get them 10 million dollars but but it's like he's like so far ahead of like he's just like like so like formidable and like skilled like it's like even though these are like some of the best sets in the world like they're still kind of like not even close to him their skill level yeah is he hunting them in his house he he sets up like, cause he's so, like he's so successful and so like he's like, like the greatest assassin in the world. He has so much money. It, it seems like he basically set up this whole like built like, this abandoned building in like like abandoned hotel or this like whole building in Tokyo. And he's like rigged each floor with like different like traps and he's got like sonic sonic traps and like trap doors and all sorts of stuff going on. And he's got. So he's he got, basically saw. He basically made a saw. Yeah, not, not not quite as like brutal a saw, but like just like uh, uh, stuff where he has like an advantage against them, and then he and he wants them to go like one on like one at a time, and then Elaine Musi's like, well, we have to like go to we have to try to like go together and stop. It. That's the only way we're gonna stop him is like because he's gonna like take us all out one by one if we keep doing this. But uh, it's 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 very, it's pretty solid. Like like a lot of cool fights. Uh, if you want to just see like, some cool like one on one fights, especially like Frank Grillo just like dominating people <laughs> destroying them that's that's pretty fun and like musi is like does some, has some cool fights like he's like musi is like a really awesome just like physical like he has so much like really awesome like physicality like his kicks and his like all his like martial arts stuff i mean you saw you saw it in like the kickboxer reboots and jujitsu and like uh some of the other movies he's been in i will say there's definitely some plotting issues and some like uh like story issues like especially like the ending is terrible like there's like because it's like you get to a certain point and then it's like the last like five minutes they set up it's like all they just like drop like all this exposition and all this like there's like twists and sequel setups and all sorts of like other like just like dumps it all at once and you're just like wait what like this now we're, now we're setting up a sequel and now we're setting up these like weird twists and we're setting up those like we're just like dro- dropping all like tons of exposition about the world <laughs> like but there's like there's like two minutes left of this movie, so I mean, it, it's I just like an info dump at the end. Yeah, it's just like here you go. You're like here's we're, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here and explain like like a, a ton of stuff that we did we haven't even talked about or mentioned in all this movie. And now we're setting it up for like maybe a sequel? Question mark? Who knows? <laughs> and there's also some just like earlier too. There's like some stuff where like also like Musi is like obsessed with like tracking down like who killed his wife but then the way the the way like his wife is like shot and like uh, like the, like in the, like where you see it in the movie it's like it kind of just seems like she was like just like standing behind a door and got shot accidentally 
So it's it, you don't really you're not really in like the mindset of like oh someone like murder his wife. It's just like oh she just like ex- she was in the wrong place for a time. Yeah. But, then, yeah. but there's whole there's this whole thing of like like Alain Bussi has this like conspiracy board set up with like all these different people. Which, like there's like oh this person might have been like I, I gotta track this person down to find out who this person and this person might kill this is my person kill my wife. It's like wait are they, and they all meeting at the same mansion like abandoned. Oh thing? No, no, like none, none of the people none of the other assassins that get brought to like the this like game are involved in his wife's murder. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, but it's like, I was so confused because I'm just like, I don't, I don't, what, what is like the mystery of his wife's murder? She was like, she was just like standing behind a door and got shot because it was she like, she like was outside a giant shootout that he was having with like these like, like Eastern European the gangsters. It's like, why does he think like someone murdered her? <laughs> Is that like the crux of the movie, or is that just like a subplot that they just like bring back in right it, after the main plot? Well, that's, that's kind of like the, one of the plot issues too, because he seems like that's gonna be like, oh, that's like his like motivation. Like maybe maybe like he's he's like being promised that like he'll like if he can kill like the king of killers, like he'll find out who like who kill his wife or something. But like as soon as, as, soon as he takes uh, takes the job or and then goes to Tokyo. It has, it has nothing to do with his wife's murder. It's just this whole wow. separate thing. But then, what? with the with the ending, then they're like, oh yeah, we we set that up earlier. Like here's like, here, part of the exposition dump is like, and also like here's here's, here's what happened to your wife. Like, <laughs> and okay, I'll, I'll ask this another time, so maybe I'll watch it. But I'm just like, oh, okay. I feel yeah, it's, like it's, yeah, it's yeah, sort yeah, of like it's, it's, it's sort of like I don't, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to spoil it. It's 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 literally brand new. Like if you're hearing this when it comes out, this podcast is out. It's literally out today. It's the first day it's been out. So, yeah, I don't I don't want to spoil too much about it, but um, definitely, I think it's definitely rushed and weird. It kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth, but overall, it's 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 a fun solid. If you just want to see some like yeah, some cool fights, they're 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 pretty brutal too. Like a lot of like crazy gore and like like limbs getting cut off and. <laughs> like some like brutal finishers like uh like frank rule like at one point like takes one of the assassins he's fighting and like just drags their neck across like this broken glass just like drags them all the way down this like cubicle like wall that has glass on it or it's like another guy <clears throat> who's like they're like like frank rule is like fighting out with a sword and then the, the guy goes, goes for a kick and then frank rule like blocks the kick with his sword and like cuts the guy's leg off which i've never seen before well sword block because some guy is just coming up and kicking, and yeah. Frank Gillow have the sword presented, yeah, he, or he like he's, he's like put, he like, puts it up to block the kick, and then like the guy's like leg gets cut off because he kicked the sword. Yeah, don't kick a sword. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 solid. I like it's definitely if you want just like you want to see Frank Gillow just like be a badass, and, like badass villain, just like murder a bunch of people. It's it's a it's a fun watch, but definitely has some some issues. And then uh, the last thing I saw is I saw the 80s, like, cult classic, maybe, question mark, uh, The Ice Pirates. That came from my Netflix, my slowly dwindling Netflix physical media. <laughs> you know, if you just keep them, you don't have to give them back. Oh, I don't, well, I'm also in that raffle for, like, I don't know if you heard, but they're going to, like, they're gonna like randomly send people like they might randomly send you like ten discs up to up to ten discs for your queue maybe for like the last week keep. yeah well I mean they're, they're basically they're not saying like oh you can keep them but they're they're basically saying like oh yeah you we're not gonna charge you like late fee, like lateness or like uh uh you don't have to send them back right away if you for like the last like month of Netflix so yeah but they're basically saying like yeah you you can keep whatever DVDs you want if like if you for when it, when it gets sent to the 
Like if you want to, if you get a movie, and you want to keep it and then never get another DVD again. That's fine. We don't care. But yeah, I got so I got the Ice Pirates from Netflix on DVD. So this is a 1984 uh, MGM joint, um, sci-fi. Although it feels, it kind of feels like MGM just had a bunch of like random stuff lying around, and they needed to make another movie for some reason in 1984. So it's like, well, we got sci-fi stuff, we got like fantasy, medieval stuff, we got Mad Max t- t- style vehicles. Let's just figure out a movie that we can put them all in. Because it's like it's it's a sci-fi like they're space pirates, but they also but they're like fighting they're fighting with swords. It's like a it feels so it feels like a swashbuckling movie. But in space, and then but the villains are all like knights, <laughs> so it's just like it's a really it's a crazy mishmash of like styles and aesthetics and like uh like each 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 place you go to is like a different totally aesthetic completely like it, like there's one planet where it's like totally Mad Max style, but um the premise is basically that so yeah Robert Urich, who is the main head of the head of the Ice Pirates, he's uh Jason, so I guess like Jason the Argonauts or J- like that style character and it's it's in a universe where water like there's this uh one group that take over the galaxy and they control the water so there's there's like no water anywhere anywhere in the galaxy except for the like the water that's like the group public templars controls but then the ice pirates come in and steal ice from the from the Templars, and then they sell it for like a high price. So that's that's like their main, like water is more like is like more available than gold or any sort of like like uh you know like jewelry or anything. It's like water is the currency now. It's a resource. It's it's also yeah. like a food. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, cause yeah, drink it, but then also like they're they're selling like they're selling ice to like uh for like super high prices, and they're stealing it from like. Uh, these like massive treasure ships that are have like holds full of uh ice, but but there's also like rumors of like a mystical like seventh world that has like a, a, like tons of water on it, but no one can find it. Like a water world. Yes. <laughs> and then they on, on on one of their like uh heists, they like, find a princess on the one of these ships. So they kidnap her, and then but then her father might know was knew where like this like seventh world was so then it becomes part of like oh well we'll help you find your father and then we'll maybe we'll try to find this like mystical world and then also like dodge the templars because they're like after us now i do remember one thing about this movie is that it's a mess of like eight different concepts that that's what I was, that's what i'm saying yeah it feels like mgm just had like <clears throat> well we got well i get like reusing props but it's just yeah. plot wise it's just way too dense Yes, yeah, it's got, there's, like, <clears throat> every every new place they go is, like, a totally new, like, situation, new, like, rules, new, like, like, they go, like, one planet, it's, like, there's just, like, Mad Max Marauders driving around, they go to another place, and it's, like, a weird uh, society run by, like, Bruce Valanche and, like, an, an army full of Amazons, <laughs> and then it's, like, then also there's, like, time travel, and there's, like, ro- there's all sorts of, like, robots, and there's, like, it's, like, there's like the main <laughs> there's like like one of the early things is like uh the crew gets captured and so like Jason and then like one of his other guys are like are put through like this like Templar cuz like anyone any prisoner they capture they put them through like uh like they turn them into basically like like eunuchs and for like to make them like slaves 
So like they're going to this machine and like it's like it's like cut their balls off and like make, put them in like leotards with like white wigs on. It's 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 just a weird like wacky sequence. And it's not like a big plot thing. It's something that happens. It's just, yeah, just yeah, just one random. It's this movie is like a lot of just like we we just need to go like random places and have random things happen and like maybe get like one piece of evidence to take us to the next place and go there and have like a wacky adventure. So yeah, it's it's very it's very it's very loose with this plot. I'm just like the plot is just sort of like a very loose structure to get them to like different places and different like situations for whatever it's in. You know, you up with. It, it, it's like excuses to use more sets because they just had it, and with, I guess they were gonna destroy these sets after. Maybe, so. yeah. But I mean, there, there, there's some there's there's some fun stuff like the uh, during like the finale, they're in like this warp to get to like the seventh seventh world, but the warp is sort of like interstellar esque, where it's like every minute is like 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 months or years passing by, so. They're having this huge big battle with like with the Templars and all the, and the pirates and everything, but then everyone's like aging. So by the end by the end of this fight, like Robert Urick is like this like super old man trying to fight like these like like uh night guys who are also old. And so it's like, oh oh, it's like you have a kid. The kid's like the kid's a grown man now. Like it was like five minutes ago. You know, I've only seen this movie a few times. Like when I was a kid myself, so I yeah. just do not remember this at all. It's like never on TV anymore. I think I think this might have been like maybe an HBO or like a cable movie, possibly. Um, because I think I think this is probably about how it built up because it, it has it definitely has like a cult following. Like it's uh, it's kind of like a deeper cut cult classic as far as like 80s sci-fi. Like yeah, just the term ice pirate. Like some yeah. people always reference the movie as it like it's from there. And then there's also like uh what was there's another one that's um similar uh I can't like across it's like something across the Forbidden Zone or something. There's like another kind of movie like that. There's a lot of like kind of like like not Star Wars but trying to be Star Wars like 80s movies. They're like there's a lot like all these like weird sci-fi movies that are like tr- like lower budget trying to be like i mean barely beyond the stars is also like definitely in this like vein yeah yeah but yeah it's 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 pretty fun i mean it, it's it's insane it, like some of it doesn't make any sense but it was just what but it's, it's kind of like a fun ridiculous 80s movie so it, 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 it has like a, a super young ron perlman in it like what? i think it's like this is like one of his like first movies ever like he's one of the pirates, he's, and he's like literally dressed like a pirate. He's, he's like a like a striped pirate shirt and a banana on. So like he he's dressed like an actual like naval pilot a pirate. Like, but he's on a spaceship. I always thought Ron Perlman's first film was The City of Lost Children. I mean, it might it might have been, but like this this is definitely one of it one of his first movies. Well, uh, yeah, I get that. I just because I just remember The City of Lost Children like because he's like speaking like French, so I was like, oh. This this was his second movie. He was he was in ah. Quest, for, Quest for Fire was his first movie, and then he was in Ice Pirates. So, I still have not seen Quest for Fire. City of Lost Children was ten years after Ice Pirates. I know. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I I totally did not recognize him in other movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also like Angelica Houston's in this movie too. It's like one of the one of the pirate crew. What? Yeah. I I've seen the poster a shitload of times because I was confused with Mad Max. 
But yeah, I didn't know Ice Pirate was this like ensemble. John, John Matuzak, who played Sloth in the Goonies, he's he's in it. He's awesome in it. He's like this like guy they just ran run to, and he's like, "Want to be on our crew?" He's like, "Sure, yeah, I'll, I'll be on your crew." <laughs> wow, this movie did okay, like for budget wise, like it made some money back. Not yeah. not enough to be a blockbuster, but yeah, crazy. It's like kind of like a like at the time one of those like oh it's go see ice pirates is like it's got the indiana jones font it's got the um the look of like an 80s movie like peak 80s and then like an all-star cast Mm -hmm. wow yeah slept on that (laughs) so yeah definitely we're checking out if you're if you want to see like some some weird fun 80s sci-fi i don't know if it's i I got it on netflix because it wasn't streaming anywhere so i don't know if i don't know if it's like streaming anywhere maybe now since it's the new month and you know stuff shifts around as far as like streaming services but if you if you still have a netflix uh dvd queue for another month (laughs) you can throw it in your queue But yeah, that's going to uh, do it for me this week when we wrap things up. Definitely have our site. We've got, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we've got our Star Wars The Clone Wars commentary. You can go sync that up on Disney Plus and watch that with us. Uh, we've also got our Gamebox 2.0 article for this month, so you can check out what games we played for August. I've got a, I've got a written review of King of Killers. If you want to read my thoughts on that movie, you can read that uh, on the site right now as well. And all of our, all of our usual features and news, all the trailers that we talked about, everything else is up there. So everyone check all that stuff out. And uh, yeah, so for Chris, I am Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.